Welcome to the Ruby Slipper Podcast. You have everything inside you to live your life on purpose. Just click your heels, step into your Ruby Slippers and head home to yourself. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Ruby Slipper Podcast. I am Rosie, your host, and I'm so grateful that you are here with me today because I'm super excited to be introducing you to a very, very special guest of mine. She's become what we've all called each other, which is our Necker Sisters. So last year, uh, 2019, we were lucky enough to embark on a trip to Sir Richard Branson's Necker Island with Business Chicks, the CEO of Business Chicks, owner of Business Chicks, Emma Isaacs, put together. And this is where I met the beautiful Julia, who is the amazing mama behind the brand Single Mum Survival Guide. So she has a very, very successful podcast and her mission is to help mums when it happens to them, they're going through that period of their life to empower them to not feel like it's the end of the world and to know that they have everything inside them to create an amazing life solo while still being an incredible, awesome mum. So my beautiful Necker sister, Julia, welcome to my podcast. Oh, thank you, Rosie. So nice to see you chatting with you. So tell me, fill in what I missed. So I gave a very brief intro of you. So fill in the gaps for everyone that's listening that is meeting you for the first time. Obviously, I'm a single mother. I became a single mother when I was, well, in 2013, when my daughter was two months old. And when she was five months old, I moved back to Sydney. I was living in Perth at the time. And I struggled a lot you know becoming a single mom I didn't know any single parents I knew one single mom but her kids were a lot older they were in primary school I felt like I don't know if you felt like this too Rosie I know Mm. you've been a single mom like I just felt like a failure I just I felt so sad and I felt ashamed and I was like this is not how my life was supposed to be like you know you get married you have kids yeah Exactly. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. Like, this is not happening today. <laughs> no one's like, hey, hashtag life goals. When I grow up, I want to be a single mom. You know, that was not what I wanted. <laughs> so, and I felt alone, you know. So, anyway, I obviously had support from my family and friends, but I think what I really wanted at that time was to connect with other women who had been through something similar. And particularly at that time for me, women that had babies and were single moms, because I find that I found that incredibly isolating, you know, because people don't expect you to be a single mum. And I would go to shops and they'd be like, "Oh, you know, what about your husband?" And I'd be like, "There's no husband." And they look at my baby and be like, "But what do you mean? Like, what about your baby?" And like, I found it extremely judgmental and um, isolating. So I started this kind of local single mums group from like my local area. And it was amazing. I made these beautiful friends. I connected with all these single moms in my area and I met them and I was like, hey, these women are amazing. They're beautiful. They're strong. They're completely normal. Like they're just like me. They're not failures. Like, and I started to kind of change my mindset around that, you know, which was really important for me at that time. Anyway, I was quite kind of involved in the single mother community and through my local group, which grew and grew, and I went back to work eventually. I was working as an engineer. Hated it. And then I thought, you know, what can I do? I needed some kind of a passion project to do in my spare time. I mean, not that I really had – spare time is the wrong word, but, yeah, like, yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. when you're working and you're the only parent, you don't have really that many adults to talk to after you put your child to bed and you're just kind of sitting at home watching The Bachelor. Like, yeah. I just wanted something, <laughs> I wanted something a little bit more like stimulating, you know? So I thought, what about if I start this website for single moms? Like, there's no reason why I can't kind of connect with and help support single moms, not only in my local area, but nationally and even globally. Because at that time, my single local moms group had been going for some time and I was well and truly through at the tough times. You know, I kind of found my purpose. I was like back on track. I was like, that's pretty good. And I really loved supporting those that were just kind of coming through the beginning stages. Shine in your ruby slippers and get weekly inspiration. Join Rosie's mailing list at www.rosienerney.com. But then got made redundant and it just kind of evolved into a business. So the timing was very good and I do believe it was the universe kind of giving me the push that I needed. Absolutely. I don't think I would have done it otherwise, truthfully, at that point, like if I was not pushed. So, yeah, so now I've got an online course to help single parents. Um, I'm launching something very exciting, a new thing in April. Um, I used to do one-on-one mentoring, which I don't currently do. Um, obviously, I've got my podcast, which is just such a joy, and my blog, and, yeah, I, I love it. I love doing it. It's so awesome. And what your work, honestly, everything you're talking about, I'm like, oh, gosh, like going back to those days – I was the same. Like I can remember I held on to my relationship for a lot longer than I probably should have because I was so scared of being judged. The shame, like everything around it. Like you said, I'm not going to grow up and go, hey, I want to be a single mom. That's my goal in life. Like, you know, like it was so scary. Um, And the growth though that it gave me and obviously the same for you has just been phenomenal and you realise it makes you so much less judgmental. Um, and just realizing that, you know, everyone's got a story and everyone goes through different things at different time. And how about we just be kind, hey? Yeah, We just be kind and stop judging and just... And your relationship status doesn't define who you are as a person. Not at all. It doesn't make you a bad person. Nope. I actually think the strongest women I know are or have been single parents. Yeah, absolutely. 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 You touched on purpose before. You said, you know, okay, so I found my purpose. So... What was what was not purpose? What did that look like to you? Like I refer to that as your default life. So what, my default life. Yeah. So what did what was having no purpose look like to you? It was it was like Groundhog Day, Rosie. It was like tough. It was like I think it's also it's it's it can be tougher as a single parent. I don't want to like put people on a scale of who oh, has it harder. No, but it, like like it is. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, it is. Like <laughs> It's just like Groundhog Day because you're going to work. I, like the lack of logistical support I found incredibly tough. Like my parents, you know, they have their own lives. They're not like the grandparents who, you know, are, they're sort of typical like, you know, what you imagine. Like, oh, look after your child two days a week or whatever. It didn't happen. Like, you know, my mother doesn't even live in the same city. So for me, I was pretty much on my own, you know. So it was getting up. It was trying to get ready for work, you know, getting my daughter to daycare. And I'm rushing. There's nothing calm about this morning mm, routine. Yeah. And then, you know, your daughter sneezes on you, wheat big sneeze. You have to start from scratch. It's like bloody nightmare. Then you, <laughs> I, I used to try and get to the gym as well. So I used to try and drop her at like 7.30, go to the gym, 
then I, you know, get to the train station, go to work, work all day, feel guilty because I was the last one in the office, even though I was technically on time, and feel guilty because I was the last one to leave, even though the culture of the office that I worked in was very much like, you're, you work harder if you're there till midnight. Yeah. You know, so for me leaving at five, which is what it was in the contract, it was like, I felt like a bodger. I felt like I wasn't keeping up with my colleagues, but leaving at five, which was the earliest I could technically leave work, also meant I got back to daycare just on six, which was the latest I could pick my daughter up from daycare, mm. uh, which was very tough because she was like usually the last one there. Yeah. So you feel like, I felt like a failure at work. Days. I felt like yep. a failure as a mom. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you do. You just feel like you're not good enough in all areas. Mm-hmm. It was so tough. And then go home, cook dinner. You got to, you know, this whole grind. And then you get your child to bed. You feel like you haven't spent any time with them. And then you sit down after you've like cleaned up everything, all the dinner mess. And, you know, I'm, I'm quite organized. So I'd usually try and prep everything for the next day. And that was probably one of the main things that kept me sane. To be yeah, honest. totally. And then it's just like you do it again the next day. And I honestly, I just thought, is this it? Yeah. Like, is this life? Because this is kind of shit. Like, I loved my daughter, of course, but it just felt like there was no, it was just the same thing yeah, every day. Yeah, to be more than this. Want more tools to help you live your purpose daily? Don't leave your ruby slippers on the shelf. Click your heels at www.rosynerney.com and check out her free online course now. So what, yeah. was the, what was the point? Like when I talk to people, generally there's a bit of a point where they're like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I'm done. It's like, it's like a moment. It's like something that happens where they're just like, and I'm out. I'm changing this. So what was – I know you were sort of already on your single mum journey, but was it the redundancy or what was the point where you were just like, no, done, I'm not I'm, – I'm changing this? The redundancy probably gave me the push. I knew I wanted to ideally work for myself because I wasn't enjoying my job. My boss was extremely demanding. It would be a bit of a bully, if I'm honest. Like if I turned up at, say, five minutes late, he would be like, what do you call this? Like, you know, and I'd be like, sorry, I've had a really bad morning. Like couldn't get my daughter in the car. Like, you know, when they go really stiff and you're just like, get in the car. Yeah, and like, and he'd be like, I don't call a bad hair day a bad morning. And I'd be like, oh my God, wow. like I cannot deal with this. Like I used to get so upset and I was just like, I, I knew that I didn't want to live that life anymore. That kind of, for me, being a single mom and even just a mom, the, the nine to five did not suit me mm. at all. Like I would prefer, I knew that I wanted a different lifestyle. For me now, like I get up, I go to the gym after I drop my daughter to school, then I work. And then I work again when she's asleep at night. Yeah. For me, that is a better and, you know, more realistic kind of work-life balance now. And I enjoy that. So for me, it was just the, the work-life balance at that time I had that I, I knew I didn't want. I knew I didn't want to keep working my ass off for someone that I felt like didn't really appreciate me or the work that I did or, you know, wasn't really uh, forging a career really for me mm. you know like I just I wanted to do something for myself I'm a motivated person and I wanted to kind of uh, I guess propel me forward in life rather than somebody else if that makes yeah. sense. The breadcrumbs are already there I talk about following you know our, our purpose our path in life is presented to us via breadcrumbs and it's up to us to follow it and you're already following it with doing the community event for single mums and 
it was already being prepared for you before your redundancy. Yeah, like yeah. that made me happy. Like I started to see, you know, maybe maybe what changed for me is starting to see the impact mm, that I was having totally. on other people. And I, and for me, that was just so rewarding. Mm. You know, I, I was like, wow, this is like, this is amazing. This is really rewarding. This is so much more rewarding than writing an engineering report. Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't done engineering, but I can only imagine... <laughs> that helping someone pick up and start their life again would be a little bit more rewarding than that. Let Rosie guide you to find your ruby slippers and learn how to use them. www.rosienanny.com My podcast is all about ruby slippers in the form of, you know, Dorothy at the end of The Wizard of Oz when she figured out and when the good witch said to her, you know, you had the power in you all along, you just had to learn it for yourself. So what does wearing your ruby slippers look like to you? For me... It's, it's quite simple. I feel like I want to be happy. I want to be a good role model for my daughter and I want to show her that anything that you want to do, you can do. Like living an ordinary life is not acceptable if, that's, if you want more. Like you've got to fight for what you want. You've got to set some goals and you've got to work out a way to achieve them. For me, it's not about being a millionaire or anything. Like I want... Obviously, I, I want to have enough money to travel and like live a great life, of course. But for me, it's about success is about being happy and being able to work work in such a way that makes a difference to people and um, where you feel really fulfilled. Oh, I'm just like, if I had a pen right now, which I don't, I'd be like, okay, quote card number one, quote card number two, <laughs> quote card number three. I love that. And, it was, and it's just making that decision. It's that point where you make a decision and you go, this is how I want to live and I'm going to go after it. That's it. Yeah. End of story. Well, it's in our hands, isn't yeah. it? And this is the amazing – I know it's not talking about goals, but I actually love goals. I'm like oh, I always say to like my, my clients and stuff, like goals, setting goals is actually what shapes your life. If you want to make a change, set a goal because that stuff ain't happening on its own. You know, like you can't wait for this stuff to just appear. Like you've actually got to go out. You've got to put some work in and you've got to work out, work out really define what you want and then the steps. Absolutely. How to get it. How did you go through the judgment? So, I mean, obviously the judgment of being a single mum, yes, yeah. but the judgment of when you were like, actually, I'm not doing the corporate stuff anymore, I'm out. And then people were like, oh my God, how are you going to pay for things? Like, how are you going to take care yeah. of your daughter? What if this doesn't work? All the doubters and, you know, the dreary rain clouds that come around because they always do. Yeah. How did yeah. you deal with that? Because that's something that my listeners, I find the feedback I get from them is I'm just, I'm, so scared of one, it not working out and two, what other people will think and what they'll come back and, and say to me. Yeah, that's a tough one, you know, and it's something that I actually still deal with. Not everyone in that's close to me agrees with what I do, but that's like I think something that has really, I guess, strengthened in time because I look at the good things of what I'm doing and the rewards that it brings and to me that trumps whatever anyone else thinks and I also think that's like a, like a negative thought that you're having and you've really got to work out a way to turn those negative thoughts into positive ones so I've done a lot of work on mindset in the past so I think for me it kind of comes quite naturally now but what I would do for, for anyone who is really struggling with that they don't know how to deal with it write down the negative thought and have a look at are there any facts to actually back this up like are you believing what they say and if you are, why? Like these people are not right. They don't know everything about your life. 
just because that's someone's opinion, it doesn't mean it's a fact. You know, like we can't let other people's opinions or thoughts really dictate what we do with our life because at the end of the day, it's us, it's our life. We know what we're capable of and if we want it badly enough, I think we can get it. You just oh. gotta ignore the ignore the shit is basically what I think. <laughs> so good. I'm just like, yeah, I'm sitting here, nod, 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 nod. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. I'm around people like you and that you've been brought into my life and that these are the convers like I have conversations like this on a regular basis. And so when yeah. I'm when I'm around people that don't have it, I kinda I get to this stage and I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> you raise an important point because I think it's really important to surround yourself with like minded people. Because you are always going to have people in your life that don't agree with what you do. It doesn't matter what you do. You know, you, you're working a nine to five. They're like, why are, you, why are you doing that? Like, go and do something that makes you happy. Or, and then you finally, like, start your own business or whatever. And they're like, why are you doing that? Yes. People are always no, <laughs> not going to agree with you. But the entrepreneurial life, I think, does draw a certain person. And you've got to surround yourself with those kind of people because they get it. And they will motivate you and they will drive you and they will, like, inspire you to keep going if you're around people who are oh why are you doing that get a normal job and then you can get annual leave and like you know like i still have people that say to me now like when are you getting a job i'm like i have a job it's just because it's for them it's it's so so foreign yeah Yeah, so surrounding yourself with like-minded people is crucial absolutely absolutely see rosie with her ruby slippers on trying to find them underneath the mountains of motherhood follow her instagram at rosie nerney so if you could give someone advice on how they can find themselves, what, where would you say to start? I would sit down and I would do some journaling. So I would write down these sorts of questions. I mean, I could probably think of about 30, but just you. I'd write down on the page things like, what do I love to do? Who is important to me? What is important to me? Who inspires me? And why do they inspire me? What makes me happy? What makes me laugh? What makes me feel good? What do I want to achieve in my life? What skills do I have? What what qualities do I have as a person that I'm really proud of? Who are the kind of people that I enjoy being around and why? Um, you know, what makes me feel passionate? What am I passionate about? What do I like about myself? You know, all these kind of things and to really kind of dig deep into who you are as a person and just getting back, even looking at your values and like, looking at what your values are and because I mean it's so cliched but I love the I don't know if it's a mantra or whatever but you only live once right like this is not a freaking dress rehearsal like we I just I'm really passionate about everyone doing what they love because life is just so short I think really kind of diving into a lot of these things can help you can help you work that out absolutely such good advice so where can people find you if they want to cut because they're going to want to connect with you? Like after listening to this, going to be like, I need to hook up with this chick. Where is she? <laughs> you can find me. All my details are on my website, which is www.singlemothersurvivalguide.com. And I'll say I hang out a lot on Instagram and Facebook at Single Mother Survival Guide. I wish that you were around when I first became a single mum because you are just so lost. It's like yeah. you're swimming in this ocean and you're just bobbing up and down and you're like, you can't see land. Yeah. Like how, like yeah. where do I even go? I don't know what direction. I don't know what to do. Like do I just stop breathing and give up or do I keep swimming or like what do I do? 
So I think yeah. the work you're doing is so, so, so important. And if anyone's listening to this and they're not a single mum but you know someone that is, please refer them to Jules. Put yeah, them in touch with her because way. when you're going through that, when you well, if you do go through it in your life, it is one of the most isolating, horrible, like you just feel so alone. You feel so, yeah. so, so alone. Be a good friend and point them in Jules' direction. <laughs> Thanks, Rosie. So yes, thank- 100%. It's- it's the connection. I think I'm all about women supporting women and connecting with each other. And I think that makes such a big difference to new single mums' lives. Totally. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate your time, your expertise, and the about 5 million little gems of gold that you've left in this podcast for everyone to listen to. So thank you. I'm so glad you're in my life. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Next sisters for life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And thank you to everyone for listening. I really appreciate you being here and I look forward to seeing you or being in your ears (laughs) on on the next episode of the Ruby Slipper podcast. Take care. Bye. Rosie loves kicking up her heels in her Ruby slippers. To help her with her purpose, rate and review us wherever you listen.